Alright, this is group one. We're back today. Uh, we have a quick sponsor. We have two actually. Uh, our first one is by Gatorade Zero. Uh, zero sugar all the way through. Rehydrate, replenish, refresh. Get all your electrolytes with zero sugar. It's a good way to go. So you can get that at Gatorade. Find out your local convenience stores. The second one we have is Grandma's Mini Sandwich Cream Cookies. Vanilla cream, 530 calories per package. You can also find those at your local convenience stores. So yeah, those are our two, our two big sponsors for today so we can get right back into it. Um, so again, this is group one. Today, we actually have everybody here. We got everybody here for the first time. We got Paul Park here. Well, I was here for last podcast, but yeah, Ricardo was not. Oh, so we're a full house right now, yeah. Full house, full house. All four of us. All right, so, so, um, today for our podcast, we're going to be talking about the story development of our book, Weathering Heights. So, we're going to be starting from chapter five ish, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, okay, so chapter five starts with like. Henley coming back, like from the for the for the the funeral of Hershaw. But the problem is that like he becomes the like the boss of Weathering Heights, right? So and then um, he doesn't like um, he doesn't like um, Heathcliff. I forget the names. And then um, and then Heathcliff goes out with Catherine. And the problem is that he comes back by himself. So then Hindley asked um, Heathcliff what happened, and um, Heathcliff told him that um, like they went to spy on um, on uh, let me check. Mr. Linton, I think. Linton, Linton, yeah. right? Mr. Linton's uh, children, mm-hmm. and um, when they were doing that, they they took out dogs, and. Catherine got caught by a dog. What's so up like, with all these dogs? I don't know. I don't I know. Like, there's so many dogs. dogs, man. And the thing about the author is that they, he, put, uh, she put a lot of um, kind of common like, theme, yeah. like just like Catherine, like Catherine Arn- like Arnshaw, so many, so many Catherine Heathcliff, yeah. Catherine Linton. So it's like, like, what do you think yeah. is that? Like, and then, do you- I feel like there's like a three choices, and then, uh, and then like when, um, when um, uh, Lockwood kind of see all these three Catherines and then you see, like, he kind of spots like Catherine Arnshaw uh, scribble on like a book and all that stuff I guess it's uh, kind of weird and like all the dogs like it's, it's not a yeah. specific dog it's like multiple like, dogs like he mentioned right it's like a pack of dogs it's like a pack of dogs I'm like what it's so like, we always got a pack of dogs like there's no individualism here dogs? like it's all who let the dogs out but what do you what, what do you think is the significance what do you think yeah. is the significance I don't know <laughs> please Okay, yeah, I'm sorry about Paul. He's he's not well. So I think I think it's it's important, like what you know, what Ricardo's talking about, how how the how the interest of the story shifts, right? Because when when we get introduced, like we were talking about in the first few podcasts, we mainly see Heathcliff as a dominant figure in the story of Weathering Heights. You know, he's the man who is initially seen in the house that's withstanding all this force and all these rains and winds, and he's known to be like. Even the way, like, you know, like, going back to imagery and description, the way that the author has described him as, like, a tall, slender, you know, like, bold figure, like a guy who who you would assume through the first description like, is very big, right? And, and holds a big part, but I think the author really developed that 
through the idea that now Heathcliff is no longer that man in the story for us, right? Because yeah. now we have the Lockwood was shocked. Lockwood, that he, yeah, that like, Lockwood was seeing um, Heath, uh, Heathcliff's different mm-hmm. side. Like he was, he, like he was like strong and like he, he didn't have any feelings and emotions. So like, and then he saw him crying and all yeah, that, yeah. and he's just shocked. So the author's really is she shifting pers- she's just shifting perspective. Yeah. yeah. So she's showing like there's different sides to it, right? So now our our story is changing in the sense that we can see different sides of each character which is pretty important so as an investigator i started research about the author and then i kind of saw um like the the author was single for all of her life so when the the book was released everybody was just shocked that uh like uh, the person was a woman because because she didn't have any experience of love and all that she wasn't dominating so just the, a side the development note for y'all <laughs> So, you want to talk yeah. about yeah. yeah tension for the book? I guess um it's been building throughout the book. Yeah. So in the beginning, we couldn't really see any tension building. Well, we did between Lockwood and Heathcliff, but now it has shifted to um what's, what's his name? Hinley, Hinley, Hinley and um, Heath. No, Henley no. and Heathcliff. 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 Yeah, Heathcliff and Ernst. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Henley and Heathcliff. Yes, because since Earnshaw took in Heathcliff. As a son, Henley didn't like Heathcliff, so he was just punishing him and you know torturing him, making him work instead of studying and going to school and stuff. Like a normal, you know, mm-hmm, like normal a normal person. Yeah, only normal, the 18 times, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but even you know, like talking about um, like the way that the story starts, mm-hmm. uh, the author really started it as it being shown that this is you know reflection that this is written down in mm-hmm. a journal like this, this is a story being yeah. it's a being story told. being it, it told of a story like a, right it kind of starts as a like a horror like scary kind of moment and then like cause like you see all these weathers and, yeah, yeah like all this yeah I mean and with the essentially to some people I, mean, I guess it can be yeah, I guess it could be perceived creepy, it is like, a little scary as we see like it's a story so it goes back in time and I mean the structure of the book is just you know it shows the end of Heathcliff and where he has like said it after what he's been through with all the family issues with Earnshaw and Mr. Linton and stuff. It's also it's also really like you know in terms of like structure it's interesting because the structure helps build the plot but at the same time when you're reading the story like going through chapters is not going to give you like a full detail of the story like mm-hmm. you have to be able yeah. some things that happen in chapter two or chapter three they'll happen but you won't understand why they happened or the significance of it until chapter seven eight or nine yeah. so some things are left kind of open and then the ideas will shift and then you'll come back to it and realize like oh okay so that's why you know Heathcliff was so hesitant about Lockwood that's why these these specific things happen um, that's, I guess, you know, that's just a different, that's what stands out for, at least for me in terms of how the story progresses. Um, the story is, I feel like is going in a direction towards changing the, the, the perspectives and like the way that the characters are viewed. Cause you know, like right now we're at a point in the book, like later on chapter seven, eight, where like you see Heathcliff in a, like in a submit, not submissive, but a, in a non-dominant position right like he's being forced what is what is he doing ricardo he's being forced to do what yeah, like he's been forced, forced to, like, to work like, instead of studying work, yeah. work in the farm things then like that he was caught from like doing education like all the education so yeah and then also like in uh, chapter six 
um, Catherine, Miss Miss Lipton makes her like become more like like a young lady instead of being like a tomboyish, like you know what I'm saying. So like um, that shifts her character. And like and like even you know how we talked about like last time with um, our the conflict of of Heathcliff and Henley. So that's we see that developing more. Like it, we it's slowly touched on in the earlier chapters, but as the book you know gets towards the middle of it, we start to actually see like the, the way that Henley is starting to now. Because yeah. after Earnshaw's uh, funeral is when we see that Henley actually starts trying to take revenge on. Heathcliff, which is why it results in him not being able to continue his education. It makes him work like a laborer, um, things like that. And Catherine and Heathcliff are always like running off and doing their own thing until that time when they run off. And yeah, she gets caught, all that kind of stuff. Things go south for them. Um, and then even, even the point where like the Lintons don't allow... Um, he like don't allow Heathcliff to you know see Catherine anymore and all that kind of stuff and that's like a big block in the story because you know like we're we're surrounding the story at this point or at least in this part of the book of the two characters that are main to the setting. And she changes. Yeah, she does change. I mean, and then Mr. Linton kind of forces Catherine to meet his son, Edgar, but I guess that's for the later chapters, and that's gonna play a big part. Like, big role in the story later on as why Heathcliff's intentions in the first few chapters shifts from like him hating everybody but now we see the reasons why he hates everybody and why he's he wants to take revenge on everybody he I mean, knew. His past was pretty sad and all that but, but he I shouldn't be respected like that much yeah. because of his past. He's but, still wrong for some things in the story. Even the way Nelly, you know, because at this point it's Nelly telling the story, right? Yeah. So it, the way chapter 7 ends is Nelly like just gets up and is like, no, like, you know, it's getting late, I gotta go. Chapter 8 begins, or chapter, yeah, yeah, chapter 8 begins, and Nellie skips ahead of the story, and she gets to 1778, I think was the year, and that's a few, that's like, what, 23, 24 years before Lockwood even comes to the Grange, and so she talks about Francis giving birth to a boy, his name, what was his name, Harriton? Herriton? Herriton? Yeah, but she dies after giving birth. Yeah. And because I think they said something about chronic consumption. She was dying. Yeah, so basically Nellie talks about how then at this point she's in charge of taking care of this baby. So she got to take care of the baby. Um, Catherine starts spending time with with Edgar. Um, yeah. It it, it, it like, see that's what I'm saying. Like it goes yeah. back and forth. You know, like even but, the time, yeah. even the time yeah. shift, right? Yeah. It goes back yeah. and really it goes forth. Yeah. You have to be paying attention. You got to wait for yeah. some things to be explained in a better yeah. light mm-hmm. for you to be able to understand this, it. This, uh, yeah. Stage, yeah. And then next time it just goes back to, back to like 20 years later. Yeah, yeah. And then so it's like, like what? If you're not if you're not in your A point. I think it's very important for us to keep track of who the characters are and where they're located in the book, because. There, there's like a lot of family conflict and like interactions between these characters. Yeah. So I feel like Heathcliff now focused on revenge only. Like it's just not. It just his personality just became a, a icon of revenge. And then Heathcliff. 
Yeah. 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 I think it's more for like I think, Henley. Yeah, I think Henley also. You know, I think they both have their own things. But even it's it's interesting because then they then they go towards how Heathcliff runs away from Weathering Heights later. The story the story progresses right and then it goes on to how Nellie talks about Heathcliff running away yeah. and how um, Catherine's out there crying literally she's sitting outside in the rain crying for Heathcliff to come back which right. does not make much sense to me I'd be inside because yeah. if he's gonna come back he's gonna come back if he yeah, doesn't exactly. inside. I don't know why you're out there yeah. she gets sick in the process right <laughs> so at this point they take the Lintons take her to the Grange to recuperate she gets she gets better but for unfortunately for the parents Mr. and Mrs. Linton they become infected with yeah. some virus then they die. So then, but then, and then, and then they just start talking. Nelly starts talking about um, Isabella and Heathcliff, right? So then we get that perspective of it, and then we get the perspective of Catherine and Edgar who get married. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Heathcliff only gets with Isabella to get revenge on Catherine for not marrying him, and he's forcing himself into the family of Lintons so he could be with Catherine. Oh. So it's just a master plan. Yeah, this is a, it's, it's a big plan. picture. Like it's very complicated. I don't know how you do this. It's very. It is yeah. very. It's expensive. All this upper class stuff. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, well, I think that the overall, like you know, mm-hmm. the way that the author has definitely shifted the story and the way she's progressed it is something like I've not really seen many books like. This. Especially because it's you know it's already a, not even just like a story, but it's a story within a story yeah, yeah, yeah. Within, within a story because it's mm-hmm. Edgar telling a story, but then it's a diary entry. But then it goes back in time mm-hmm. and forth. So I mean, honestly, I'm just waiting to see how, how you know, and yeah, how it develops more because it's clearly switching up all the time. So we should see that. Take it chapter by chapter, and it yeah, always yeah, changes. For sure, for sure. All right, and um, I think that's it for today. And again, we're gonna name our sponsors: Gatorade Zero, Gatorade Zero, and Grandma's Mini Sandwich Cream mm-hmm. Thank Vanilla you for Cookies. Those are very good. I'm just mm-hmm. eating some right now. Amazing. All right, and thank you for joining us. This was group one and have a nice day.